Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to... Character Fight Night! Where we pit the most styling, profiling characters of all time against each other in stipulation-style matches to discuss and determine which characters reign supreme. Who gets the win and how? Let's talk about it. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Character Fight Night, where your favorite fictional characters go head-to-head in all-out brawls. My name is Josh Wheat, and this month I'm joined by a new trio of guests, uh, starting from the, I guess, the left, left on my screen, all the way from down south, Mr. Dustin Graham. Dustin, good to have you with us. Hey, what's up, everybody? How you doing, Josh? Thank you for inviting me. Of course. Uh, next on the list is the Joker himself. Not really, but almost. <laughs> Mr. Chase White. Chase, welcome. Yeah, man. Pleasure to be here. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers. Uh, let's get into some interesting matches, man. Happy to be here. Yeah, we do have some interesting matches tonight, and or today, tonight. And we are recording this on Father's Day, so happy Father's Day to all the uh, the daddies out there. And last but not least, of course, we have director, producer, writer, film extraordinaire, Nala Zanotti. Nala, thanks for joining us. Goodness, you flatter me. Oh. Happy to be here. Hi, everyone, and happy Father's Day. Are you guys excited? We're going we're gonna to beat some characters up gonna be fun we are. are you guys excited for the matches because i know we have some crazy ass matches going <laughs> into this episode oh yeah oh i definitely get tickets to this see i talked about this last month i don't know that i would want to be present for this because it just seems like you put your own health in jeopardy <laughs> with the amount of like collateral damage and stuff that's going to come from <laughs> oh, i'm gonna watch it on tv though come on yep absolutely <laughs> definitely pay-per-view you know twitch all of the uh all the streams. I wouldn't mind sitting in like a, a bulletproof shatterproof kind of VIP box. That's fair. Man, with some of these matches though, that's gonna be it'd still be hard to stay alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean I don't want to give anything away, but I don't think uh some of the stuff that we have, some of the powers that these characters have I don't even think a bullet, bullet like there's no bullets involved necessarily. So I think you, I think you might be toast, but we'll see. Let's not waste any time. Let's uh, let's dive right into this because I'm ready to see what we have going on here. So without further ado, of course, character fight night would be nothing without our announcer, Mr. Metatron Wade Hunt, who is standing by for fight number one, which is a comic book. Uh, I don't know, comic book catastrophe, I guess. That's the best thing I could think of, you know, off the top of my head. I've been out of the writing game for a while, so cut me some slack. Uh, Mr. Metatron Wade Hunt, will you please introduce our two fighters for fight number one? Oh, hey, thanks, Josh. The following contest is an I Quit match, where the only way to win is to make your opponent say the words 
I quit into the microphone. Introducing first, from Detroit, Michigan, in the Image Comics universe, representing the CIA and United States Marine Corps, he is a resurrected assassin from hell. And his opponent, from the Marvel Universe, representing Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and many, many more, he is the fiery, avenging Agent of Justice, Ghost Rider. Thank you very much. And this fight is actually Chase's fight who brought in. Uh, it's two famous uh, comic book characters. Or, yeah, I guess comic book characters. I don't think of uh, Spawn as comic book because I'm not super uh, knowledgeable. But that's where you come in. Chase, take it away with your fight. Yeah, man. So uh, basically I picked these two fighters because um, they're both coming out of somewhat the same kind of um, backstory. I mean, uh, they both had two different, you know, careers, I guess you could say. But, uh, yeah. So I'll jump in with uh, Spawn. I mean, Spawn was first one that I ever got into, um, not only due to the movie in the 90s, but comic book-wise, he was an anti-hero that I really got with. And um, then Ghost Rider, uh, he's you know, been on the scene a couple of shows and had a TV, was on uh, on TV and movie. So, but yeah, so basically I just wanted two hell spawns. Um, no pun intended for one of their names, but yeah. <laughs> uh, wanted to see them go at it, so that was my choice. And I mean, with Spawn, you know, he was an assassin. He's got his guns. He's got uh, a suit almost like Venom's. It's a, it's a living symbiote. It, it survives. It protects him. It it's, does his job if he fails to do it, kind of, um, as far as protecting him-wise. Ghost Rider doesn't have a suit, but um, he has more of a knowledge on his side of, as far as fighting demons dimensions and uh things of the occult you know he's he's kind of set up to fight spawn so he's very very uh ready to get into this in the in the beginning i was going with spawn because uh, i think in hand-to-hand combat with his suit i think spawn definitely has the upper hand um as i started studying a little bit more i was like well spawn's got you know the uh the distance with the guns and and different weapons he can use and has mastered before he uh, became a hell spawn. But uh, as I read, I mean, Ghost Rider actually, the fires from hell that he can produce uh, actually melt bullets before they can hit him. So that took away from spawns long distance game. Then I also thought about, well, you know, Ghost Rider also has the soul and sin manipulation and the penance stare. So, I mean, Man, it's just Spawn was my go-to, man. And uh, as I've learned, I mean, just Ghost Rider has just surprised me so much. And uh, I guess the major, the last factor it comes down to would be the stamina thing. Ghost Rider is known for stamina, and 
anybody who knows Spawn, once he uses up all of his juice, that's it. He's done. So, yeah, after studying, I'm in a disappointment, man. My boy L Spawn, I think, goes down, and and I'm going to go with Ghost Rider, I think, just because of the knowledge base that he has over how to deal with Spawn, any of his hell beings, like I say, his stamina. Uh, he also has kind of like a spidey sense where he can sense things, but Spawn has that as well. So, yeah, but yeah, man, I, I think I'm going to go with Ghost Rider on it as, as much as I, in disappointment as I was, going in strong for Spawn. But yeah. This is a fascinating match because the more i look into it the more the more evenly matched they really are like they're almost i don't want to say identical but you know they 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 both summon the like hellfire and summon fire and you know sins and demons and souls and all kind of stuff and it's really fascinating uh i I need a minute to deliberate over this. So yeah, well, kind of what you're saying, I, I get what you're saying. And um, I think that's where I go with Ghost Rider, the penance stare, mm-hmm. because if Hellspawn could withstand the penance stare, that's his only kind of mental thing, I guess. I don't know. But I mean, they, you know, they both have, uh, <clears throat> Oh, let's remind everyone at home. This is an, I quit match. So it's a submission based you know, it's not pinfall or just kill the other person because obviously these people can't be killed. So that adds another level of, you know, interest to it where they're trying to make the other one submit, which both of their, uh, like you were saying, their stamina and their durability and, and stuff. It's going to be a long match. <laughs> it's going to be, yeah. it's going to take a while. I think that I think I might have to agree with you, actually. I think that looking at comparing the powers between uh, Ghost Rider and Spawn, I think Ghost Rider just has too many other abilities and powers and skills and stuff that he would be able to... He's, outmatched again or i guess spawn is outmatched against ghost rider at this point because i mean you have like uh sin manipulation hellfire manipulation soul manipulation so he's he's a master manipulator in every sense and i think that you know he's got godlike strength uh nature manipulation which could come into play and i don't know i just think that i'm gonna go with my gut here and i'm gonna say ghost rider also, I do like Spawn a lot. I think that I think it's going to be a long fight. I think that it's going to be very, very, very close. I think I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm I'm very on the fence about this, but like I said, I, I got to go with my gut and, and go with Ghost Rider. I don't really have a great reason. I just I'm just going to go with. Uh, with what I think. <laughs> Go with the gut, man. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you guys. I, I think Ghost Rider has this in the bag by a little bit. I feel like they're, they are pretty evenly matched, like you said, Josh. I'm, I'm excited thinking about their chains and just them whipping 
their chains around. <laughs> I think that's a really fun, some fun imagery. But I think, yeah, once all of Spawn's resources, once he spawned for the last time, it's kind of hard to um, just keep it going. He does have a limit. Like, he's, he's immortal to an extent. Yeah. Whereas Ghost Rider is just flat out immortal. True. I mean, so. Ghost Rider was given his powers legit godlike. He's not a demigod. He is yeah. a mortal who was literally given that from a god. So, yeah. I... I... Go ahead. I was going to say, I think when it comes to, you know, an I quit match, I think Spawn kind of has the kind of mindfulness to know when he's been defeated. So I think I think he would secede by the end. What you just said kind of reminded me of uh, last month's match with uh, Daffy and Donald Duck. (laughs) One's going to implode themselves and one's actually going to be able to secede. That's funny you you said that. I like that. I I love that you're comparing Spawn and Ghost Rider to Daffy Duck and Donald Duck. (laughs) Uh, Honestly, like, Donald is angry enough to look like he's have a flaming head so <laughs> i can i can really see it i mean i think both of them at one point in their individual cartoons have had a flaming head i mean i wouldn't put it past them i mean the good the good versus evil you know on the shoulders thing i think they've both done that so. oh yeah yeah uh one thing i wanted to mention before we move on to dustin's opinion is that ghost rider oh. also has negative energy augmentation which mm-hmm. is kind of interesting. And I think that uh, I don't know exactly what that means. So excuse me if I sound ignorant, but my assumption or what I think it would mean or should mean, in, in my opinion, is taking Spawn's negative energy that he's putting out and using it and, you know, using it to his advantage. And if that's the case, I think. You know, being a hell spawn, I think spawn has a lot of negative energy that he's using. So that also gives him that little extra that he would need to to overcome spawn. And I completely agree on that because, I mean, Ghost Rider does have the ability to see your soul and deem who's worthy and who's not. So if he sees an innocent, he's going to leave you alone until you, you know, go after him. So, yeah, I think he would look at spawn and definitely jump in for that negative energy. Yeah. Well, then you have the fact that uh, I'm not sure if the comics are the same as the movie, but you have the whole, you know, his his family spawns family. He could use that against him as well. Well, I mean, it depends on which which Ghost Rider you're talking about, because Johnny Blaze. That's that's what I was about to bring up. I was like, I'm going I'm going spawn because like I like I like the way he's a hell spawn. I mean, there is a limit to his power, but I mean, he comes from the freaking realm of hell. Um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you know, like I feel like he'd be a pretty good match against Ghost Rider. Uh-huh. I mean, like, he but he has the ability to cape and basically make any kind of weapon that's anthropomorphic, it's symbiotic armor. So, like, yes, there's a limit to it, but I feel like his, his will of capability because you got the uh mantle of. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. You're from the mental of hell. You're right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you know, he has that ability to do it with that side, but I just, I'm a spawn guy. You know, like, I just got to go with the spawn. 
Yeah, man. I'm I'm like you. I I grew up. Spawn was my first true comic book kind of hero. I mean, I was a late bloomer in the comic books, but yeah. And I and I love Spawn, but man, after after studying, I just yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I mean, like I said, I I'm. I'm super on the fence. I almost want to say that it would be a draw, but like I said, I have to go with my gut. I think that Ghost Rider would, would take it. But, well, I mean, I think, right. I think Nala had the best point. I mean, about Ghost Rider having that human element to where he knows he's done and he doesn't want to expend all his energy because then he knows he has to go back to Malbolgia and, and return to hell ultimately. So I think he would quit with that respect. But Right. I just wanted to bring up, we covered this on, I think my other podcast list, this where uh, I, I hate Robbie Reyes's little stupid charger or whatever. <laughs> it just ruins the whole ghost ride. He's like ghost driver at that point. <laughs> okay. So, so the, the new Batmobile is really going to make you happy. I think I saw that actually. Was that the, you talking about the Robert Pattinson Batman? No, no, no. Oh, the comic looks like a Mad Max car. Uh, yeah, it's like it's a Dodge Challenger, basically. Uh, pretty Batman. much. Yeah. Uh, well. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, you got to think of it like this, though. That was like the first model. I'm. I'm it's like kind of like Batman Year One. <laughs> <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like he doesn't really know what he's doing, but he kind of is like, I got a car. We're good. I mean, I, I know. I can run into him. I mean, I know it's off topic, but I'm still waiting for a Batman Beyond, and let's bring Michael Keaton back for old I'm Batman. Preaching that, oh yeah, have him as an old Batman. Let's, oh man, it it was it was the I, greatest greatest anime all, Batman series so far. So I, I, I know, say they do the Lazarus Pit arc with it. I know, I know we're like, getting, yeah, you know, like drop them in there. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Josh. I, I know we're getting a little bit off topic, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm still keeping my fingers crossed for a decent, uh, uh, non-canceled like Justice League Dark Constantine Swamp thing, thing going on. Oh, I need to talk to you about that. I just saw the new, I just saw the new anime, Josh. I need to talk to you about that on the side. Okay, <laughs> we will talk about that after. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> So let's go around one more time, uh, starting with Chase, and just give your final, uh, final, you know, answers. This is your chance. If you listened to the last episode, we had a few changes. If you wanted to oh, change yeah. your answer, now is the time. So Chase, who are you going with? Yeah, uh, I'm sticking with my original, well, not original decision, my my second guest decision after studying, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm going with Ghost Rider, man, just because. Uh, yeah, I brought up the best point. Uh, he's got um, Spawn has that human element, so I think he would he would give up over Ghost Rider would just honestly give himself for the cause. So. Okay. Yeah, I'm going with Ghost Rider, man. All right. Yeah, I'm I'm sticking with my gut instinct as well. I'm going Ghost Rider. As cool as Spawn is, I think when it comes down to powers, Ghost Rider would would be able to scrape it out barely, but scrape it out. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'll give it to Ghost Rider too, but not after he gets the the crap beaten out of him. <laughs> yep, that's what we like on Character Fight Night. We like everybody to just to get, you know, banged up. Nobody leaves here perfect. <laughs> oh, none of these matches. Is anybody's leaving? <laughs> nope. nope, not at all. Not even the audience. All points across. It'll be like hell spawn. 
Oh, no, I would pick the Ghost Rider. Like, y'all made a lot of good points about it. So you're changing the Ghost Rider? Yeah, of course. I mean, like, you know, I'm sitting here listening to it, and it makes sense to me. But uh, I'm still a Spawn fan. But, yeah, logic, <laughs> logistically, it's um, Ghost Rider. I know. Uh, last month, we had the, uh, the Adam Warlock-Doctor Fate match. And I am a yeah. huge Doctor Fate fan, but I had to go with Adam Warlock, and it hurt. So I totally feel you. <laughs> I totally get it. <laughs> right. So we are unanimous uh, Ghost Riders now. Right. So uh, with that, uh, I'll mention that we do have the uh, the polls that go up uh, once this episode is posted. Uh, a couple days after, I'll put up the first poll, which will be this one, followed by the next fight coming up and then every fight you know a couple days after that uh i'm just i I fell behind a little bit because i'm i've been overworked but i'm starting to balance my work schedule out now so i should be back on schedule so keep a lookout for the poll and uh cast your vote we want to hear what you guys want to think because i'm really intrigued because it sounds like even with our arguments and stuff it sounds like all of us are kind of on the fence like this could really go either way Mm mm-hmm and that's it's always fascinating because a lot of fights that come through here are like that it's like well this person's gonna win but if you know this tiny thing were to happen then it would go the complete opposite way and so i I like that i like that we bring in fights that aren't they're either truly one-sided and we didn't realize it or they're not one-sided and uh we thought they were (laughs) so Ghost Rider takes it on the uh, podcast and we're going to move right along to fight number two here. And we're going to send it back down to Mr. Metatron Wade Hunt, who's standing by for this tag team bout. The following contest is fight number two. Tag team match. Introducing first from Earthrealm in Mortal Kombat, the team of Liu Kang. And come loud. Versus from Street Fighter, the team of Ryu and Ken. Perfect fight. Thank you, Wade, for that introduction. And this is going to be my fight that I brought in. And I wanted to do some classic, I've been pulling some crazy fights out and I wanted to kind of step back and do just uh, kind of fight, but with a little bit of superpowers, like a little bit less than comic book superpowers. You know what I mean? Um, it comes down. Would, to, go ahead. I would consider it maybe a brotherly tag team match. Yeah. With, with a little bit of superpowers thrown in, you know, they have like the, it's uh it's, Liu Kang and Cal, uh, Kung Lao uh, versus Ryu and Kin. Uh, Liu Kang and Kung Lao, obviously, from the Mortal Kombat series. Ryu and Kin from Street Fighter. So it's two very, very, very famous fighting franchises. And I thought it would be interesting to pit them against one another. Because Street Fighter is more of like cartoony. There's not really blood. And then you have the other end of the spectrum where Mortal Kombat is just, let's see how gory we can go. <laughs> it's like the saw of the fighting world. Would Was you... Mortal Kombat a uh, U.S. design? Uh, that I'm not sure. It is Netherrealm, so I, I think so. 
Well, I just meant maybe uh, different huh. sides of the world developers kind of thing. Yeah. Like Street Fighter, I'm, I thought was uh, foreign, wasn't it? Uh, I did not do research on the actual franchise. I don't know. Um, Is there Activision? I want to say it's definitely it definitely seems japanese yeah it was developed by capcom so i think capcom is a is a japanese yeah i was, about, I'm, I was looking it up right now i was like i think it's capcom yeah and then uh and the mortal kombat was another realm which is based out of chicago so um i'm gonna assume it's it's a, it's an american product but regardless we have luke hang and kung lao who everybody most people are familiar with Mortal Kombat. You have Liu Kang, who is a big fighter. He has some special abilities. He has like a little fire punch thing that he does. Uh, we saw it in the movie where he, he takes out Shang Tsung. And Kung Lao has like the magic hat. Oh, let me mention the, uh, the Liu Kang bicycle kick, which is my favorite move in the game. Fire! <laughs> And uh, and Kung Lao, I think they're actually related, aren't they? Aren't they like uh, cousins or something? Kung Lao and, and Liu Kang. I think they may be from the fight, same like kind of fighting history, same way um, Scorpion and Sub Zero and everybody are together. But I didn't do my research that far. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, I yeah, I, I'm looking it up at the moment. Let's see. They are distant cousins. So there yeah. you go. Josh, catch up with you. It was American Media by Midway Games for Mortal Kombat. Okay. Nineteen ninety two. Yeah, so it was American made. That that make I guess that makes sense with all the gore and stuff. I don't That's that's where I was kind of going. I think the American market is more uh like cured to that because um you have Tekken from across seas, which doesn't really do, you know, that yeah. yeah. And uh I guess Soul Calibur also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Soul Calibur was a jit. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Street Fighter's Japanese. So, yeah. Kung Lao, their cousins. Kung Lao is also a, a, a big fighter. He has the uh, the blade hat that he can throw, which is pretty rad. And then you have Ryu and Kin, who are really just, like, brawlers that have, like, similar abilities to Liu Kang, where they can shoot fire out of their hands and stuff, but for the most part, it comes down to just kicking ass. And so when it comes down to it, I think the training and the, the, the stamina and just the, the brutality, I got to give it to Liu Kang and, and Kung Lao. I think that they go up against some horrific creatures. Like, Shao Kahn is just a, a terrifying character. Goro is a terrifying character. And yeah, Ryu and Ken have like Blanca and M. Bison and stuff that they go up against. Vega is pretty, it's kind of scary. He was scary when I was a kid, at least. And, uh, but I think when you're fighting like literal monsters <laughs> like Goro and uh, who was the, who was the girl Goro? Was it Sheena? Sheba. Sheba. Okay. DLC, the new DLC. The four-armed uh, female? Yeah, she's in the new DLC. She was, um, uh, I forget her name. She was her protector. Okay. Uh, man. Yeah, no, but watch the new DLC for Mortal Kombat. And yeah. Um, yeah, she's in it and it explains like 
her history and uh, the characters around her. But you have like uh, you have Baraka, who is terrifying. Uh, Sub Zero and Scorpion are famous, but they're you know they're pretty amazing as well. They're ninjas. You have, one's a demon and one's an ice handler. Yeah, you have Raiden, who's like a literal god, <laughs> and then you know you have, I, Fugin. you have Fugin, his brother, who is a god. I just don't think that the competition that Ryu and Ken go up against can hold a candle to the competition that Liu Kang and, uh, and Kung Lao go up against. So I think that Ryu and Ken are, are getting fatality. <laughs> and... Liu Kang, wasn't that the guy that initiated Mortal Kombat? Or no, that's the bicycle kick one. Kung Lao was the guy with the hat, right? Yes. Okay. Um, Shang Tsung is the guy that ho- I believe that holds That's the trigger, or, uh, or Shao Kahn. I can't remember. Because I liked his ability. He could change into the other people. Yes, that was Shang Tsung. Yeah, okay. Um, so let's let's kick it over to you, Dustin, since you're, uh, since you're chiming in. What do you think? Uh, I'm going uh, Liu Kang and Kung Lao. And I'm curious to get... Right, I'm going... Out. Yeah, I'm the same. Because it all depends on the universe. You know, if you're going in the Mortal Kombat universe... Like, they just can rip Ryu and Ken's spines out their back. So, but I mean, if you go into, st- uh, you know, if you go to Street Fighter, I think Ryu and Ken might actually, it'd be a good long match because, you, like you said, they're all like not quitters. You know, you got to make the person quit. So, but uh, Liu Kang and Kung Lao would win most definitely. They'd be a lot more violent. Well, this, this match is a, is a tag team match, just your regular tag team match. Um, oh, okay, okay. Oh, I see now. I read. I'm with, but uh, oh. With pinfall, essentially, so right. But you know, I, I stand by my decision. Uh, but you do have to consider yeah. there's one in the ring at a time, tag team. So I don't know if that affects your right. decision, but um. But yeah, Lao Kang and uh, Kung Lao, because like I mean, you can throw the hat long distance. Uh, you know, you got the fireball, you got the flamethrower, and the bicycle kick. You can reach way high range, but um. Ryu and Ken, they got the bicycle kick, they got the Hadouken, and then they got the, I, I forget the power uppercut name. Yeah. But uh, I, I go Mortal Kombat all the way. Uh, let's kick it over to Nala. I'm sure she's just very excited to give her opinion on this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, I'm just going to agree with you guys because, I mean, bladed hat? That's so, <laughs> that's so hard to go up against. Is that a little unfair? Would that get them disqualified? Do you think? <laughs> like... I mean, if 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 you got it, flaunt it. I guess. <laughs> like, it's not their fault that their costume designers are a lot cooler. That's fair. <laughs> yep. Um, but I think that uh, is it Ryu? Uh, Ryu. 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 Um. I feel like Ryu and Ken have more grounded fighting abilities, and it is very hand to hand. So maybe I, I, if it's if it's purely hand to hand without weapons and anything else, I think Ryu and Ken might have the upper hand because that's solely their thing. Versus uh, Liu, is it Liu? Liu? Liu uh, Kang. Liu Kang and Kung Lao, I feel like, have that training, but have also had to train with their weapons. Yeah. So it's kind of like that Bruce Lee um, quote, which is, I don't fear a man that's practiced 10,000 kicks one time. <laughs> I fear the man that's practiced one kick 10,000 times. So I feel like purely on 
hand-to-hand combat, I think Ryu and Ken might get it. But if we're bringing in the weapons, then I have to give it to Liu Kang and Kung Lao. Because again, bladed hat. I want to I want to defend your Ryu and Ken opinion because let's not forget in between fights, uh, they did destroy freaking cars just by kicking them and punching them. <laughs> also true. So they have some fists of fury. Uh, cool. Thank you for that, uh, Chase. What do you think? Oh man, like so many mixed feelings because. <laughs> I mean, Street Fighter, that's what I grew up on. Like, gotta love it. And no offense, but I was always a, a Guile player myself. But um, no offense to the two heroes. No, I did love But that. yeah, I mean, I love it. I love it that it's, I feel like it's a brotherly match, um, tag team match. I'm going to, what Nala said, like, the hand-to-hand would come down to it, but... If we're just talking hand-to-hand, I mean, Liu Kang is training to become a demigod slash god, which we find out later in the series. And then the other guy is literally replacing another legend and was chosen to replace him, kind of like Nighthawk and, and several others in the series. Yeah, I just... Without weapons involved, I still give it to Liu Kang and Kung Lao. Like, I just, I don't, I don't think um, Ken and Ryu are gonna stand up to it. I mean, uh, I want to say in in later years, Bison had a uh, energy charged attack. Um, I know Ken and Ryu both have theirs. They're firing lightning. Um, Liu Kang's got his his fire. But yeah, man, I'm I'm a dude. I'm going Liu Kang and and his boy for sure. Okay. MK for life. <laughs> let us let us not forget. I want to mention. It sounds like we're all on the the Mortal Kombat train. Uh, Kung Lao. A little bit of backstory to kind of strengthen our argument. He was trained by Raiden. So again, trained by essentially a god. Um, he also has teleportation which he could just teleport behind Ryu and Ken and just ruin their day (laughs) you know there's a few extra things even if you took away his razor hat he's still going to teleport around the ring if that's allowed I guess (laughs) depends on the ref but yeah so my my final decision is um, 100% Mortal Kombat uh, I think that they're going to get, like I said, I think they're going to get the pinfall. And then once the match is over, they're just going to murder Ryu and Ken in, in Mortal Kombat fashion. Or turn them into babies. Who knows? Yeah, get that friendship ending. <laughs> Dustin. What's up? What's your, you sticking with Mortal Kombat? You sticking with Liu Kang? And yeah. Kombat? Yeah, Mortal Kombat. I started trying to look for Ryu. And the closest thing I could think of is like, they do basically a mini Kamehameha wave. But yeah, um, Mortal Kombat. Nala? Yeah, I have to go with Mortal Kombat on this one too. And Chase. Yes, sir. Against all my my <laughs> wishful odds, I'm going to go with it. I mean, like I said in the beginning, Street Fighter is my first love, but can't you can't beat the Nether Realm. It, it hurts, doesn't it? 
Just a little bit. It stings. It stings. <laughs> All right. Very cool. So we are uh, both fights unanimous, which is uh, interesting. I'm hoping this next fight, uh, this next fight that we're about to send down to to Wade to announce is one that I'm completely unfamiliar with. Uh, I don't know either of the characters, so I'm hoping that it's going to be a little bit more uh, unbiased. <laughs> Without further ado, though, let's go ahead and uh, and get to Dustin's fight after Mr. Metatron Wade Hunt does the introductions. So, Wade, please take it away. The following contest is fight number three. Introducing first... From Tokyo, in My Hero Academia, representing UA High School, he is pro hero and teacher, Eraserhead Aizawa! And his opponent, from the Naruto Universe, Representing Ninja Team 7, he is Copy Ninja Kakashi! Now, Dustin, I'm not going to even try to do an introduction. I'm just going to send it right over to you. All right, dude. Um, my two people I got are basically ninja types. You got Eraserhead Aizawa from All My Hero Academia. And then you also have the copycat ninja Kakashi Sensei from Naruto. So I'm going to start with uh, Eraserhead. Basically, you, you his style is kind of a ninja submit, um, like he'll either tie you up or try or try to single you out. But uh, he his weapons he has like this scarf that is kind of like a cantrip. He can wrap you with it and hold you still. And then um, he has. Um, Caltrips also, so he can throw that down and tie you up and keep you occupied. But he has uh, an equipment located in front of his eyes. It's basically shades, and it stops his main weapon, which is like he has kind of like a ability freeze stare. Like if he could spot you and just hold his gaze to you, whatever ability that you had in the series, he, he can stop it, unless it's like natural strength. Um... He's basically a teacher, um, so he has a lot of tacticians behind him in the way that he fights. Now I'm going to switch over to Kakashi Sensei, the copycat ninja. He has um, a, his weapons are kunai, um, martial arts skills, and jitsus, which involve his energy of chi. But he also has a special ability with his view. Um, it's a shining gun. It's always on. It's like a three. It's like a three black tiered eye dot that uh, you, he can basically copy the exact same movements that you are doing to either mind trick you, which is a genjutsu, and also he can copy pretty much any any jutsu he's seen before. Now he also has caltrips and he also has kunin daggers that he can throw. Um, he has a little bit more abilities. He can uh, use the energy that he has to cause different things to happen, being like um, time changes, 
physical changes and like different type of things. So out of those two, I would probably go with Kakashi Sensei because it would go down to like, there's, there's two ways it could go. Either he can stop chi movement and that would be like an ability for um, Ayazawa Sensei to use against Kakashi, but I feel like he would have the Shining Gun and already have him in a trap before he, he would try to use that. So he'd basically use it against himself. Like I said, I don't know anything about either of these two, so yeah, uh, I, I'm I'm going off what my research says. But uh, so who who are you going with? Takashi Sensei. I feel like he would basically mind screw him and then make him think that he's covering his his court, but he ends up screwing himself. Gotcha. Uh, Nala, you're an anime person. Um, I want to get your opinion on this first. Um, I love both these characters. And I'm gonna I'm gonna bring a point I'm gonna bring that point back later. At first I was gonna go with Kakashi, but I feel like Eraserhead is smart in the sense that he kind of lets other people kind of work themselves, and just the fact that he can stop someone's quirk. I think that wouldn't do that much against Kakashi, but I think it might incapacitate him enough to really unleash his full power against him. So I'm actually going to go with Eraserhead. But oh, cool. I feel like after all this is said and done, they're just going to sit down and just talk shit about their students. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like any good teacher would do. Absolutely. And I really, I feel like they were prepared way before this pandemic hit. <laughs> They've got masks for days. Oh yeah, right. absolutely. Especially Kakashi. <laughs> cool. So, all right. So we're already a little not unanimous. Uh, Chase, are you familiar with either of these <laughs> characters? So uh, this is the match I had to do the most studying on because uh, no, I am I was not familiar with either character. <laughs> um, I do watch anime, but. I have not watched either of these. Um, maybe means I need to I need to check them out. So, uh, all right. So, yeah, from what I found out about Eraserhead, I mean, yeah, he does have this cloth to tie you down. Um, he also carries a knife to where if that gets entangled, he can cut it and um, resend. I like one of his battles, and it's kind of like a weighted cloth, so he doesn't have to have him throw it to chain you up. He instantaneous thing so yeah so he can i mean even if that cloth gets entangled he can cut it and uh re-get it and then like i said throw it back out so there's no hesitation in his movement so he's very quick he's very agile which is awesome um one thing about him that i learned was uh his hair stands up when he's charging his attack so that kind of gives uh kakashi you know the giveaway that something's about to happen um, he's not very strong against a mutant class, which obviously we're not talking about mutants in this one. There's no, no X-Men here. So, <laughs> um, as far as the whole wearing the goggles thing, yeah, I love that. Um, just about the outfit that it's kind of cool that, yeah, he puts it on whenever he really means to do business. Um, but then I, I started reading about Kakashi and, uh, he has, <laughs> Lots of powers. Um, 
I think. Yeah, I'll... they was talking about like a hundred and something. Like his his copycat ability. Yeah. Once he learns a technique, he yeah. can like know it instantly. Yeah, and it it brings me back to another anime that I've watched, and I can't remember the name of it, but it was absolutely great. I only saw one season, and the main character's power was learn, which is kind of like what Kakashi's power would be. Um, he can look at you and learn your power. Uh, the main, but he also has like Dancing Leaf, where he can get above you in the air, which Azawa, if he threw down his cow traps to keep people off the ground, where he could easily entangle them in the air to make eye contact where they can't land, um, Kakashi could do the Dancing Leaf and then do a Falcon Drop, which is basically what I imagine um, Zangief's bomb in Street Fighter 2, all pun intended, since we had one of those matches. <laughs> And yeah, and then, uh, but also one fact I read about Kakashi that he never did in the anime, either stories or movies, um, that he got from a character called Har Hanare, um, who's used it, but um, Kakashi never used it. And it's called I'm, I Mind Read, which is my game over. Because if Azawa <laughs> has to link and hold eye contact for to negate a power well kakashi is just going to i match him and change his mind because the power is he can manipulate the mind and uh, make them believe different things and stuff so that to me i gotta give it to kakashi for that power once i read that and i was like oh, wait one has to make eye contact the other one through eye contact and can can corrupt the mind yeah, it's kind of kind of going back to our Ghost Rider spawn match, man. Like, I'm excited about both these characters, learning about both of them in their individual shows. I'm sure they're unbelievable, but I got to go with Kakashi, man. Okay, interesting. Uh, I'm actually going to counter that <laughs> because I'm leaning Aizawa uh, with, uh, with Nala here. And I think that uh, one of the main reasons, let me, uh, let me get it pulled back up here real quick, is because he just seems, he has like, I, I mean, I'm, I know they both have superhuman abilities, uh, obviously. Anime is, is very good at exaggerating powers and taking everything to the max. But I think that... You know, a few things is like he, Aizawa, knocked out a super-powered individual with a single punch. He can take down multiple targets while injured. So, you know, you think of him coming in fresh into this fight, um, not injured, going up against one person. Not to say that Kakashi is an easy opponent by any means. Um, he has, like, incredible uh, dodge abilities, even from people attacking him from behind. Uh, I know that his, his main uh, drawback is that he has to make eye contact, or he has to maintain eye contact with his uh, erasure. But I think that with his fight ability, his um, intelligence in, in combat, knowing how to handle combat knowing uh you know this we've talked about with character fight night it's not just a they meet on the street and they fight it is a predetermined fight so they do have time to kind of do a little research on their opponents and i think uh 
Ayazawa having time to do a little research on Kakashi and study him and be able to, you know, know what he's bringing to the table. I think he's going to be able to, uh, again, this is going to be a very close match. I know the Naruto uh, characters are very strong and very, I don't know if, I don't know if I'd say godlike, but they're definitely superheroes esque, superhero ninja esque. So I, I definitely think that um, Aizawa is going to get bloodied and he's going to get, you know, he's probably going to have some broken limbs or, or missing limbs or, or whatever. But I think in the end that Aizawa is going to, going to be able to, to come out on top. And I know my wife is a, is a huge Naruto fan. She's watching Boruto probably as we are recording this. And she's, <laughs> she's going to kill me when she finds out that I went against Kakashi. But I got to go with, uh, I got to go with Aizawa. Oh, don't worry. I'll let her know. <laughs> she can probably hear me right now. She's, she's following the divorce papers in the living room. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I would say final pick was Kakashi. Okay. Um, Nala, are you, are you staying on, uh, on team Aizawa? Yeah, I mean, they made some pretty good points. And Kakashi is super powerful, but I think that Aizawa can outsmart him in a way. I'm not saying Kakashi's dumb, but like I feel like when put up against an opponent stronger than him, Aizawa kind of knows how to break him down. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to stay with Team Aizawa, even though I love Kakashi. <laughs> there was another point that I was going to make. Oh, uh, he's a, so as I was also a very, uh, good close combat, um, close quarter combat fighter rather. It says he excels at pinning opponents down to break their limbs. So if we're talking, you know, obviously like a wrestling ring, you're very close to one another. I think that that's another factor that I wanted to just throw out there. Um, chase final, uh, final pick. Y'all bring so many good points about Aizawa to the table. It's hard to ignore him. And I guess I go back on kind of my Kakashi thing because it depends on rules of the match because Kakashi is very strict to rules. Apparently, he almost um, has given up a lot because of that. Yeah. Uh, Dustin? His, um, yeah, he follows that. His father died following the rules like uh there was a mission he had to do the, the whole point of a ninja's mission is follow the mission no matter what and the dad went against the rules and he kind of got outcast he ended up killing himself but um there was that one point that they was telling him sometimes the rules need to be bent a little bit so you don't got to be so strict about them but um another point i forgot to mention the 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 shining gun it it's a borrowed item like, it's not naturally his, so he does have a limit factor to it. Like, he can't just keep it on all the time. Same thing with Aizawa. He raised her head. Um, he uses eye drops to try to keep it going longer, but, you know, once he breaks contact, that's it. But I'm still going Kakashi, man, because I feel like when you get in that shining gun, he got trapped in a, a natural user, and the fight that you were seeing lasted only about 10 minutes. But what happened was he got put in a seven-day torture device, 
and the dude just kept stabbing him over and over again. And whenever he blinked him back, Kakashi dropped. So, I mean, like, you know, once you get in there, that's kind of your effed. Yeah. Kakashi. So, sorry, Chase. Go ahead with. <laughs> so, you're saying, so you're saying that one fight was basically like watching any fight in DBZ. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, because he told him, like, in, in his own, like, whenever his perception, he was attached yeah. to, like, a cross. And the, the older brother of that had both of those shining guns just like kept juking him in the in the body. So yeah, I'm gonna still stay with Kakashi because um he also has a power, the six path uh chakra, which apparently um Obito's spirit gave to him in an episode and um says most people didn't notice because his lightning changed color. So he does have a power up ability, but I think that was only in that one instance. Um, right. but yeah, I'm still I'm still going with Kakashi for the eye lock thing because I think I love y'all's point about Azawa being a um, a battle extraordinaire and planning out and and having maybe a calmer head, but I just think Kakashi's power of he has to lock eyes. Azawa has to lock eyes, and Kakashi can change his mind. So yeah. I think if Kakashi can change his mind with that eye lock. I, I think I, I got to go with him, but I mean, if Aizawa didn't have to make an eye lock to cancel powers, I, I would definitely go with Aizawa. But yeah, for for the powers that be, I'm going Kakashi. All right, I, I'm I'm disappointed because it really sounded like we had swayed your decision. <laughs> no, you had Yay. <laughs> Team Kakashi. Oh, very great. <laughs> And very great points. And and honestly, I mean, shame on me for not watching Naruto um, as, as its popularity. And My Hero Academia, I've heard of. And shame on me, I guess, for not watching it as well. But I'm going to have to check out both of these because of this match. So thank you guys for introducing me. Yeah, to they're, both on, they're both on Hulu. You're, you're going to spend the rest of your life watching Naruto because it's like a thousand. Yeah, episodes. it's like nine seasons. <laughs> After yeah. like second season, everything goes to subtitles. Man, man, I've been watching Neebs Gaming on YouTube and and doing the whole arc thing. So maybe I'll get there. Maybe I won't. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna stick. Uh, I'm gonna stick on Nala's side. I'm gonna stick uh, Team Aizawa. I don't, I don't need to give any more reasons. <laughs> Hell yeah! So. That's cool. So this is this is the first fight where we're not unanimous and we're actually yeah. split evenly. So that's that's uh, interesting. Again, I'm interested to see when the poll comes out. Um, I've noticed that anime polls do a lot better than I anticipate. Probably because I'm not a big anime guy. There are a lot of a lot of my friends are big anime people. So um, I'm really interested to see who. They side with on this especially since we're split you know so evenly uh awesome so that my friends is gonna take us to tonight's main event so while they're lowering the cage down over the ring bum, bum, bum. <laughs> let's send it down one more time to mr metatron wade hunt for our main event introductions Ladies and gentlemen, this is your main event, Cage Match! 
Introducing first, from Hogwarts, in the Harry Potter universe, representing House Gryffindor, she is the most magical muggle, Hermione Granger! And her opponent, from Jakku, in the Star Wars universe, representing the Resistance and the Jedi Order, she is renounced Palpatine, Rey Nala, I'm very excited about this. I do have a confession to make when it gets to my turn, but I'll save that for when the time is right. So if you don't mind, ma'am, go ahead and take it away for your cage match. Of course. I'm also very excited about this match. Um, These are two characters I hold near and dear to my heart. So it's kind of sad pitting them against each other, but we have all-time favorite girl Hermione Granger from the Harry Potter franchise and Ray I don't know Palpatine Skywalker whatever whatever you want from Star Wars on the other side um Hermione is known as she's known as the brightest witch of her age she's very smart and very capable um is a very good problem solver like that's that's mainly her, that's one of her biggest contributions is getting them out of sticky situations yeah. where Ray is uh, an orphaned scavenger who learns to fight at a very young age um, before discovering that she's force sensitive and has the ability to become a Jedi. Uh, so it's the classic magic versus the force dynamic which i've always thought about and i'm excited to see them go against each other yeah this is this is a very interesting fight Mm -hmm. um much like all the other fights we've had they are also pretty evenly matched a lot of spells can be translated somehow into the star wars universe um so it, it it all comes down to kind of the mechanics of this fight. I feel like if it was, you know, like a blaster versus spell attacks, uh-huh. I feel like maybe Hermione might have the upper hand on that. Um, being able to one, protect herself from blaster attacks and also deal a lot of damage because even though she's very nice for the a lot of the season or a lot of the series, um, she's also mean when she needs to be. Um, however, if Ray has her lightsaber, you know, she's very well trained in deflecting blasters. So I'm wondering if spells have the same mechanics to where she can just like deflect uh, a spell. So it is, it, it's very evenly matched, but I think what it might come down to is the fact that Hermione has 
you know, she could always say Avada Kedavra, and that's like the instant killing curse. <laughs> Whereas um, in the Star Wars universe, it kind of, it takes, you either kill someone by like hitting them with your lightsaber at really close, con- like really close range, or zapping them, you know, lightning hands, but it's not like an instantaneous death. It's probably like a slow suffering type of death. Like, like a Darth so I think Vader Hermione choke. My... Oh, yeah. I totally forgot about the freaking chokes. <laughs> yes. The force chokes are absolutely thick. Wait a minute. That might that might change some things now. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a very Uh-oh. good point. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, I, hmm. You got me there. <laughs> I think if Rey were to embrace her dark side, her, her Palpatine side, she could definitely simultaneously, I feel like both force choke Hermione and electrocute her. Oh my God. Which would be <laughs> detrimental. See, but then going on the, I would pay, I would pay to see that. <laughs> I know this is a really interesting case. And I did cage match because I feel like, you know, you can, you can summon things with the force and like throw things around with the force. Yeah. Which is, you know, you can do that with, with Accio and like other spells in the Harry Potter universe. Throw things around. So I, I kind of did a match that like minimized collateral damage to mm-hmm. the audience. The audience um, appreciates that. <laughs> but, you know, even though I know like if, if Ray embraces her dark side, I'm pretty sure Hermione would take up the mantle and like could decimate her but i think in terms of sheer power i think the fact that ray does have the ability to force choke i think it's just it's just an easy win like that sorry for ruining your (laughs) no you're totally good you're totally good it's just uh it's really sad my my girl hermione yeah i love her but hang on There is that spell that Molly Weasley used to, like, suck all the air out of Bellatrix Lestrange when she killed her. Uh, Does that spell involve uh, waving her wand? I believe it does, yes. Yeah, pretty much any spell in the Harry Potter universe is going to require a wand. Uh-huh. And that's where I catch it because the Jedi mind force, I think she sticks her arms to her side and she can't wait for a wand. You're absolutely right. Or she could also just Jedi mind trick the wand to her. That's what I was about to, to say. Like, like I was thinking Jedi mind trick and then I was also thinking they also yeah. have, um, is it force yeah. telepathy, I believe? Like they can tell like a few seconds before the fight starts what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and and that's what I mean. Like, I think I think with her force powers, she's she's gonna lock her down, and Hermione has doesn't have the mental or like speech to perform an incantation or anything like that. So, yeah, I just I don't know, man. Like, but yeah, I think if you take powers out of this, like you're saying with the cage match, if the cage actually cancels 
uh, powers, then yeah, Ray still has stick fighting. I don't know mm-hmm. what Hermione is really gonna do. Um, and then I'm thinking, does she have a lot of prep time? Because if Hermione had all the prep time, she'd make like that, you know, enough potions, enough stock spells to figure out what would be against her. You know, like I imagine her throwing like vials at her, opening some kind of potion. Yeah. To the Jedi mind trick in the Star Wars universe, there's also the Imperio curse in the Harry Potter universe that also tells you, like, you can tell them to do it whatever you want. But didn't only Harry possess, like, the, the, the major wizards possess that power? No, I think it's um, just considered an unforgivable curse because anyone can cast it. It's just not nice. All right. Nala? And they first came and learned it, too, in Defense Against the Dark Arts. Now, mm-hmm. Nala, the time has come. <sighs> the time has come. <laughs> you are right. Um, yeah, I think in terms of, like, full control over another person. But what if, what if Hermione drank Felix Felicis? Would that be cheating? See what I'm saying? She would have to drink it before the match, and I would think that's cheating. It is. Yeah. It, it's cheating, but, I mean, you're talking about people who are using laser swords and blasters and magic wands. I think anything is game at this point. <laughs> also, if you watch wrestling, as long as the ref doesn't see it, it's legal. <laughs> So, also fair, Hermione could play dirty. I mean, if her, you know, not that this is a, a you know, life or death match necessarily, but if, you know, Hermione is very competitive. She doesn't want to lose. She's going to do any, she's going to do whatever it takes to win. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, and, and plus, if she gets the Jedi books, she'll know about how the religion is and she'll do her history check. You know, she loves that. Yeah. She'll, she'll roll a history check? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Pretty much. That is a good point. She could very well outsmart her. So if, um, if, if you need a minute, I'm more than willing to step in. Because I have an argument. <laughs> Sounds like you got your mind made up there, Josh. So there's a couple things that I've been kicking around. So we have obviously uh, Expelleramus. She would be, you know, if she was able to get that off, she could pretty much dis. I know that Ray has the the Jedi um, mind abilities and stuff. And okay, so here's my here's my big confession: is I actually have only seen the movies up to Force Awakens, so I'm not familiar with. Ray as a uh, a Skywalker. Get out Jedi. of here! Uh, sorry, I don't care enough. <laughs> I, I was never. A, she a can huge, basically. Huge she but, can basically do everything but communicate to him. But like, like her, she can do force heal. She can float. You know, she can see. But are they? In, but are they instantaneous? Because like in the original Star Wars movie, Mark Hamill had to focus uh, to move stuff, and it wasn't like you know he just pointed a finger and moved it. It took concentration. It took time. It took focus to to be able to pull these things off. My point is, if she's aside from 
having to focus if she has like a lightsaber or a blaster or something like that. You hit her with an Expelliarmus. Um, and then you also have the uh, Geminio. I think I'm saying that right. Uh, Geminio, which is a doubling spell. So she, cricket. So she could... Um, I, I forget the exact scene, but it was the scene where they were in there with all the chalices and the plates and stuff, and they all started splitting into multiple um, chalices and plates and stuff and filling up the room. You could essentially do that <laughs> with, like, a blaster, or she could cast it on herself and just have a bunch of Hermione's in the cage, and then Ray would be outnumbered. Yeah, they would be clones that probably wouldn't do anything. They would just stand there, but then at that point, you would have to find the real Hermione. So my uh, my point is... And then, does she have the time twister, too? Because uh, she could go back right before the match, you know, in the middle of it, and then there'd be two of her to deal with, or three of her, or however many she pulls back. True, but with that, they do say that you shouldn't uh, encounter your past self. Correct. Paradox. While doing the time turner? Yeah. My point is that Hermione given the prep time and you know her knowing that this fight is going to happen dustin you brought up a great point that she would do her research and i think her intellect her uh her intelligence her agility and just her you know she took on voldemort <laughs> which is he couldn't take over a high school but that's fine um <laughs> but <laughs> my, my my point is that she took on like the dark Lord uh, along with her classmates and stuff. But, and, and I know that, you know, Ray has taken on some big bads too, I'm sure in the, in the star Wars universe. But I think with all these spells and stuff, I'm going to play devil's advocate and I'm actually going to give it to Ray. <laughs> I'm actually going to give it to Hermione. Thank you for defending my girl, Josh. <laughs> but <clears throat> I think I've made up my mind. And I think that the key difference between them is when it's down to the wire and when they're about to die, it seems like Ray has, like she has that surge of power in her final moments. That's fair. So I feel like even though she might be getting pummeled with all these spells and all these duplicates and whatnot, I think when she's like down to her left, like pieces of energy yeah. she'll go and she'll use the force against yeah. her opponent whether it be like yeah putting those like putting her arms down like stopping her from moving like you saw in the force awakens when she couldn't move and kylo was able to get her yeah kind of something like that um and then go with force choking so I think as far as having control over another person, I think in the last minute, I think Hermione will get a, a, one hell of a whooping in, but I think in the last moments, Ray will kind of flip it with the force and kind of use all the energy around her one last time in a really powerful way. Uh, well, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it to Ray. I'm just disappointed that you're, a big Hermione fan, but you're going to suspend her in the cage and electrocute her in front of everyone. 
Facts are facts, Josh. <laughs> I know. That's why I was dreading this match. I was like, oh, no, this is the worst possible thing. Yeah, well. I figured she just, like, sword slash and just swing it at her or just throw it straight in. I'm not the yeah. one to tell my hero in my match, so I feel I feel validated. This has gone from character fight night to like uh, character death match. These all of these matches have come down to who's going to run out and who's going to give up first. I mean, like <laughs> it, these are all hard battles, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Let's see. Chase, who do you think? All right. Uh, when it comes down to it, all right. The only way Hermione is going to win is um, we're going to have to go back to a famous film. <laughs> Gladiator. Um, she's going to have to Kamadas uh, Ray, which means she's going to have to poison her before the match or have a preset. <laughs> But um, I still see <laughs> what, what you're saying about Ray having that last bolt of energy. Yeah, she's still going to Maximus and still going to carry out. Like, I just, uh, if Ray is not power sickened or weakened before the match begins and Hermione can wave her wand then Hermione's going to have the upper hand. But yes, I agree. Like you said, with the last surge of power, Ray would destroy herself. Going back to our Donald Duck, and man, we just, we like this theme on this network. <laughs> I think it's just because we get such good matchups, that's what it comes down to, and that's great. Um, I think we need more yeah, duck fights I on the really, show, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of like deathmatch without the clay figurines. Um <laughs> Celebrity Dude, uh, I wish they'd bring that back. Oh, great show, great show. But yeah, I just... I they just I, ran out of celebrities. <laughs> or we got plenty more today. There, there's like seven Kardashians. We can... <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, um, I still really give it to Ray, man. I just... I don't think Hermione... With, with, the, with the mind power, I think Ray's going to shut her down. And even if it comes down to hand-to-hand... Ray still has the advantage. Like, I just, I really don't see Hermione taking it unless she has a pre-match advantage. Um, like, like was mentioned, her intelligence. Um, she's she's helped Harry and multiple other people in hard situations with her brain power, and she came in from just a regular family. Like, she was a witch in in a regular family, so. She found her own way, did her own stuff, just like Ray did. Um, but yeah, I think just just the mental power over overweighs the bond wave, and I think that's why I got to go with Ray. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, I knew I was. I knew I was outmatched. I just wanted, like I said, I wanted to play devil's advocate, and um, there always got to be one. Dustin, what do you think? I just imagine that. She's gonna um, get a mind trick, pick her up, and then just throw the lightsaber to her chest, and like impale her on the cage. Yeah, like she can't do nothing. I'm gonna stop your hand and force it that way, and then hold the wand there. And then you know you're right there. So just either lightning bolt you or throw the lightsaber at you. Yeah, 
and then and then electrocute her in Nala's style, I guess. <laughs> right, you know, yeah, like in, insult to I mean, injury, she's a child. <laughs> Do you? Think... I will say. Go ahead. Wait, sorry, what? Go ahead. I was gonna say, if what if Hermione used like the invisibility cloak? Aha. Uh-huh. Like, you know, she can't oh, mind trick that's... someone she can't see. You know what I'm saying? But does but she... I feel like that's more like Harry's special item, you know? Like, I feel like she would have some kind of book. What if like she... Like, some kind of rule that the Jedi Order would have or the Sith would have. But what if she was in the Invisibility Cloak before the match even began? And Ray didn't even know she was in the ring. Ooh. I would no, say it goes back to Jedi sense. Yeah. Still the Jedi sense, like you say, and I still give it to Ray. All right. So it sounds like we're all we all want Hermione to do great, but it all comes <laughs> down to a preemptive um, strategy advantage before the match begins like so, sounds like i'm too stubborn to realize facts is what it says <laughs> but yeah. again much like uh Arthur and Kakashi, down, Batman pretty much um, but then even then he was he didn't really beat superman superman still kicked his ass <laughs> <laughs> that's okay the joker's anyway so <laughs> but i think after again much like uh kakashi and Razorhead, they're we're just gonna sit down after the match you know assuming hermione hasn't gotten electrocuted yeah, i was like what, gonna sit what's, down what's and... left of hermione to sit down <laughs> well you know what i feel like ray can so uh, spoiler alert sorry for oh, episode okay. nine it's been out yeah. um I've had time. <laughs> uh, Ray can basically give some of her forced life to Force heal, heal other creatures. So, you know, she's going to give her a whooping, uh, but then she's going to heal her and they're going to, you know, just have some tea in the rink. Yeah, and Ghost Rider's you know, not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they'd be friends after this. Well... <laughs> That's I right. think I think in all four matches, everybody would be friends afterwards. I think it was all pretty fair matched, except for like one creator's given over another series, which everybody has a different timing of coming out. So, but I think I think all four matches are great, man. I think it's coming down to there. Well, let, let's not forget that Ryu and Ken are pretty much dead, so they wouldn't be friends. <laughs> What do you mean, dead, not friends? Because uh, Kung Lao and Liu Kang would murder them after the match. Oh, straight up, pull out, decapitate, pull out the spine, and then watch the body go wiggle. And then they'd beat them down down and do a friendship ending, and everything would be cute and happy. (laughs) Yeah, why don't we all just get some shawarma after this? We? All right. That's fair. Well, there's there's no good Greek and Lebanese in Austin, so I can't do that. So, so uh, I'm, we're gonna round it out real quick because I know we're we're running low on time here. Um, so I'm uh, Nala. Go ahead and and give your final your final choice. I love my girl Hermione, but I'm gonna have to give it to Ray. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to Hermione because I'm again I'm too stubborn. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna be the devil's advocate. I'm gonna be the uh, outnumbered guy here. But Chase, Ray, man, either Palpatine or Skywalker. She's still a bad girl. I'm giving it to Ray. Dustin. Oh yeah, Jedi mind trick all day. <laughs> all day, Ray. Oh, Ray, there Ray. he goes. I could, she can beat me to it. Ray is That's Bay. Let's make that. Ray is Bay. All right, you guys got me. <laughs> well, good, great fights. Actually, that was that was a lot of fun. That was a lot more. Uh, Yay! That like was a, cool, guys. Appreciate that. Like I said, a couple. Oh, yeah. A couple of the fights were a little more one-sided than I thought. But that's what you you know that's what you do when you when you go into it and you start researching these things and looking at their powers, and matching their powers to one another, and you realize that, man, <laughs> either they're evenly matched or it's completely one sided. So, I appreciate you guys, uh, you know, doing a little bit bit of research and, and coming in with some some great arguments. Heck oh. yeah, this was a blast. Dude, anytime you need somebody on, give me a holler. Absolutely. Um, I have some ideas for more fights, so I'm down. Oh, yeah. I need to I work on my etiquette, but I had fun. Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was good times. Um, you can always follow us on uh, on Facebook where we do the, the polls. Uh, you can search Character Fight Night on Facebook and it'll pull up. Uh, like I said, the first poll for Chase's uh, Ghost Rider spawn fight will be a couple days after this episode goes live. So if you're listening to this on like the day it was released, check back in a couple days. Uh, and uh, yeah, Dustin, Chase, Nala, I thank you again for joining me on this episode uh, for June. And you brought in some some pretty badass fights. Oh yeah, thank you, Josh. For all of us at Character Fight Night, thanks for joining, and we will see you next month. Have a good one. See ya. Rock on. Thank you again, Josh, and to all the guests on today's show. Hashtag follow the fight on social media. Stay safe and healthy and be excellent to each other. This is Mr. Metatron, Wade Hunt, signing off. See you next time on Character Fight Night!